On this episode of This is Game Boy, first we must observe the ancient ritual of the traditional pre-fight donut. watching in the chat everyone at home or in their cars bikes whatever it may be bus listening to the episode uh welcome to another thrilling action pack sneaky ninja episode of this is game boy uh i'm e-blood candy and with me as always is mulla that is i i am that here. is that is that is you and uh, before we we uh, dive into the Metrodome, uh, Mo, what have you uh, been up to? Mm, well, it's been a while since we recorded one of these, so yes. I do have quite a few games that I played, not all beaten. Um, so I'm going to start with uh, what I've been playing on PS4. Um, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl was for free with PS Plus last month, I believe, um, which you probably know is um, a Smash clone with Nickelodeon characters. Um, it works. That That's pretty much it. It works. Um, it's not very exciting. It's not super great. It's better than PlayStation All-Star Battle or Royale or whatever that was called for sure, but... It's if you want to play a Smash clone, just play Smash because it, it's the best one. Like there, there's nothing more you can say about it. So you can check it out if you want to. It takes like five hours to get a platinum trophy in that game, and then you can just delete it from your hard drive forever. It, it's really you can't play a SpongeBob in Smash Brothers though. True, but why would you need to? I mean, wow. <laughs> There's, there's no reason to. But yeah, it's a serviceable game. Um, but yeah, they clearly did not put that much effort into it after all. But yeah, whatever. And the loading times are just horrendous. But I was also <laughs> playing on PS4. And that's kind of a given on a PS4 load time. Especially especially our PS4. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just ridiculously bad. But yeah, that's that game. Uh, then I picked up Dead's Door. Because it... Not Dad's Door. Uh, Dad's Door. <laughs> Dad's Door. <laughs> Dad's Door is a completely different game that you probably should stay away from. Uh, but Dad's Door is uh, an isometric brawler, kind of? Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever played... What's that game called? Hyper Light Drifter, uh, which is like a fast-paced, top-down slasher brawler thingy um it's a really good game you really have to play it um it's fantastic you you play this little crow that is basically a reaper trying to harvest souls uh but some things go wrong and um you have to figure out what is actually going on um it's a pretty long game if you go for the true ending and with long i mean like six to eight hours because it is an indie game uh, but it's fantastic. It plays super well. It's challenging when it needs to be. And just very fun to explore in the game to find everything. Uh, you do get some items later on that help you find missing things. And 
then you can go for the for the true ending, which you can only do after you've defeated the final boss for the first time anyway. So, uh, But that's definitely one you should pick up on whichever console or, or on PC um, if you can uh, manage to grab it, because I can highly, highly recommend that game. And I think it took me like 12 hours maybe to uh, complete it. That's two playthroughs, uh, one full playthrough and one where you can only use the joke weapon uh, to finish the game. So um, very, very much recommended. Um, I finished the story of Death Stranding. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, now I'm just like running around and uh, wrapping things up. Like you, you have to connect everything to the fullest level and right. things like that. So um, it's still just a, a relaxing game for me. I just play it for like an hour or two. Uh, before I do something else, but uh, do I have any idea what went on in that game? It's Kojima, so no, <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe in the future when uh, the second one comes out, it will become more clear. But probably it will probably even not. worse. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it doesn't matter what, if you know what's going on. It's just a very interesting story. Uh, anyways, but yeah, enough about that shredding. I've been talking about that for the past <laughs> three months or something because I, I just keep playing it like in short bursts. Um, I also installed Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition, so it comes with the Frozen Wild DLC. Uh, that was a game you could get for free with PlayStation. Not with PlayStation Plus, I think you just got it for some reason, I don't know. Uh, I don't really remember what it was for. Um, and I know a lot of people love this game and think it's a fantastic open world game. For me, <laughs> sadly, it is one of the most boring games I've ever played in my life. I don't know what it is about that game, but nothing, to me at least, is fun about it. It's You love open world games. So. Yeah, that, it starts with that problem, <laughs> right? Like, I really do not enjoy open world games. Um, but yeah, it, it just has nothing to offer at all for me. Like, I do not give a single uh, beep about a story. Uh, like, all the characters, or besides the main character, are just run-of-the-mill people with stupid issues that you do not care about <laughs> um i don't like the fighting in the game either which <laughs> should be the main thing because you're taking down these huge uh quote-unquote dinosaur robots um yeah it's just not <laughs> normal funny. everyday people i don't care about every rpg ever yeah but it's, it's even worse in this one um and also the voice acting, even though they are probably big names, they seem to not have put any effort into it. I wouldn't say they called it in either, but it feels like they were all uh, high as a kite or something. Like, like, the emotion doesn't come through with any character in this game, so that makes it even worse. Uh, but or yeah, it, it's totally not for me. Like... People who enjoy it, good for you. But I think it's it's one of the most generic open world games I've ever played. Still better than Breath of the Wild, though. So at least it has that going for it. Crazy Awesome has been trying to get me to play Horizon Zero Dawn 
for like three years now. He's mm-hmm. even like committed channel points to me playing the game. I just like, oh, a fifty-hour game. I don't have time <laughs> to play a fifty-hour game right now. Yeah, you would enjoy it a little bit more than me because you also like Probably. like Assassin's Creed and things like that. Yeah, so I like I like open world games. Yeah, so for you it will be better probably, but for me it's it it just doesn't catch my attention. That's fair. Anyway, uh, but I will continue playing it. Now I'm committed to finishing it, <laughs> just because uh, b- because I'm like <laughs> one time in this game something must happen that I actually will enjoy. So I, I don't know. We'll, well see. You get I to shoot know. like giant robot dinosaurs, don't you? Yeah, but it's not plot. fun. It's just not all fun right, at well, all for me, at least. So yeah, time, time to go play Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> I played that one. That, that was also boring but <laughs> that's not even open world oh my god wow <laughs> it, yeah those games are just way beyond me but whatever so um that's all i've been playing on playstation um i for some reason on my pc uh, on my laptop uh the google docs kept crashing so it didn't update apparently um l- earlier today i played Helltaker, which is a free game on steam uh because i had it in my library and steam has this like uh carousel that, sh- that says like what you should be playing next or something from your library i've seen it pop up there but i had no idea what it was and it looked kind of dumb to be honest um but then i saw a video earlier where somebody played it for five minutes and was like oh this is a really cool game and it only takes like 40 minutes I was like, okay, I have nothing to do. I'll just check it out real quick. And yeah, it took me an hour to to finish the game. It's um, both a puzzle game and a fast reaction game, uh, depending on the stage you're in. But they're all really short puzzles. Uh, I think there's 17 stages in total, give or take. Um Oh, yeah, it's, it's cool. It has a dumb premise, like you're a guy who wakes up after a nightmare where you think you need a harem of demon girls, so you go to hell to get demon girls. Um, <laughs> it's it's not a not suitable for work game or anything like that, no worries. Uh, it's just a very dumb premise with, with some dumb jokes in it. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a cool game, and it has some good music, so uh, if you want to oh. check out a really quick game... Uh, Go check out Hell Taker uh, on Steam. It's free, so well, I've never sure. heard of it. Yeah, yeah, nobody probably. <laughs> I've never uh, heard of that game. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's all right. Like it's it's very serviceable. It's a fun one-hour game, and especially because it's for free. So yeah, there you go. Um, and I have been playing Biota on Steam, um, which is like it's spelled with dots in between or after each letter. Uh, but I, I think you can just find it if you type in Biota, which is a uh, Game Boy inspired graphics, um, Metroidvania, oh. <laughs> Metroid like game, um, which has some mediocre hard platforming. Let, let's say it like that. It's not an easy one, it's not a hard one, but uh, it does provide some challenge. Um, I'm really liking this game, and I actually finished it. A little bit earlier, but like with any uh, Metroid-like game, there's of course a 100% completion thing, yada yada yada. Um, normally I would go for that, but there is one thing that absolutely, for me, makes this game horrible. You can get locked out of the good ending 
because of one thing you have to do in the game and you only get one chance to do it. If you fail it, you just get locked out because the game saves right after you failed and you cannot go back <laughs> to the previous point. Uh, which is awful game design. Do not do that at all. It, I do not understand why they would do that. Because uh, it's right at the end of the game. Um, so you have to replay the entire game just to get back there. It's dumb. I don't know why they did it. It's absolutely dumb. Oh. Never heard. Uh, of. Is it like a Metroidvania precision platformer? Kinda. Um, it, it's a little bit of everything. Like it, it has shmup oh. sections. It has like oh. vehicle sections. It has blah blah blah. But normally it's just like a Metroid game where you just go from point A, point A to point B to find an item so you can go to point C and you go all over the map. It's not that big of a map either or anything like that, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's a, your typical progression uh, that you would uh, get for uh, a Metroid game. But yeah, it's really cool, except that one thing, it's it's kind of weird that, uh, that they would block you off of getting the good ending because of one mistake. Well, not mistake, it's it's one thing you can fail. Uh, I, I, I don't understand how they chose to do that like <laughs> it just baffles my mind uh but besides yeah. that it's a, a really really cool game um if you can grab it definitely do so i think it's ten dollars or something on steam like i got it during the sale um but uh, I, I really enjoyed playing it uh, for sure uh but i will go back to it to complete it later on um i did play some actual game boy games uh, not that many though but uh, I, I did play some. Uh, I finally finished Paperboy 2. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna uh, go on about that game because actually my next slide will be about Paperboy and Paperboy oh, 2. Oh boy! Don't ask me why I'm doing a light on it. <laughs> Probably because I'm very furious. But uh, yeah, I, I just need to talk about that game to get all my thoughts out of such, my head. Such good games on Game Boy. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's not a good game. On <laughs> system ever made but well I, let's not get crazy here <laughs> oh, I, I mean that for sure uh but yeah i will go into detail uh, whenever i i record the light and whenever that comes out so be prepared for that uh for some very choice words about the entire paperboy franchise um i also played doramon card which is the weirdest card game i've ever played in my yeah, life because like it's so good you pick Doramon and Doramon just gets items constantly without having to pick them up yeah. and you win. That's that's literally what this game is. Uh, it, it's weird. Like It's a relatively short game too, right? Yeah, it has story yeah. mode or just like cup mode, I guess. I, I don't even know. But yeah, story mode is like you go through the same tracks four times, I believe. And they change the course a little bit in between, <laughs> in between each level. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of expecting there to be just like 20 levels or something, but uh, yeah, it's a weird game. Like you can finish it in an hour if you pick Doramon because he's literally yeah. overpowered. Uh, and it, it has yeah. a weird system where if you do not get first in the first lap, just reset the stage because you're yeah. never going to get in front again because the, the AI keeps spamming items and you can never get in front anymore. So it's, it's a weird I... balance game. I played the game for like 15 minutes one night and I was like, 
oh, I just looped my tracks. I'm like, did I beat the game? Question mark. Yeah, I played as Dormon too. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, this is this game's incredibly easy. That's why I was trying to get someone to play it because I was like, I don't have time to like play the game, but I want to know how long it is. So. Yeah, it's. it's- 40, 50 minutes or something oh, like that. super so, short. Yeah, there's really nothing to that game. It just depends Perfect. if you get unlucky that like, you can get first in the first uh, lap, but uh, it doesn't take that long to uh, to reset uh, the stage anyway. So, yeah, weird game. Check it out. It's like Japan only, of course, but yep. there's better Doraemon games on Game Boy than this. Uh, <laughs> True. Um, after that, I played Miner 2049er. Uh, which is like an old Atari it's a very old game. ZX Spectrum. I don't know. It's like there a ver- very old seventies. Uh, yeah, it, it's super old. Um, and actually, I really like this game. Uh, it's a very cool port. Um, it just suffers from <sighs> precision problems. I would say, yeah. like sometimes uh, one of the platforms doesn't get picked up. Unless you do it in a perfect way, yada yada yada. Uh, if you've ever played City Connection, which is on NES, I believe as well, which is also a port of an arcade game, um, you just you have a character and you have to step on each platform in the stage uh, to convert it, and then you win the stage. Um, this game only gives you three lives. You can get an extra one if you get ten thousand points or thousand points, one of the two. The problem is you can't have more than three lives, so even if you get set amount of points if you already have three lives it's just lost uh which is dumb in my opinion but it's fine uh because yeah, it's 10 very short stages but you have to like learn uh how to deal with set stage um there's only two difficult ones in my opinion six and seven uh all the other stages are like relatively easy to figure out uh but yeah six and seven took me a while to uh realize what i needed to do and just a tip for anybody who is gonna play this uh you do not have a dedicated jump even though it seems like it um and that's something i only figured out after four hours um because i kept jumping like you normally would yeah you keep the direction pressed and you jump uh but if you jump upwards first and then press the direction button you can actually like nudge yourself instead of like making a full jump and that made things a lot easier because i kept missing platforms because of that uh but yeah i I, this game looks ugly sounds ugly but it it was actually a very fun arcade style game and i don't usually uh, like these kinds of games so it was actually a pretty huge deal back in the early 80s because it actually like push the atari to almost its limits because mm-hmm. it was like ten, it was 10 screens instead of like the normal three and they put it on a 16k rom which for atari back then was 50 bucks 50 dollars for an atari game in 1982 was pretty damn pricey so <laughs> but uh, the game was super innovative for this time and uh it just it's unfortunate that you don't get to see that in the game boy port um but uh, it is it there's a lot of history behind that game. Yeah, and it has the best uh, video game character that everybody knows and loves to this day. <laughs> Bounty True. Bob. Like, everybody Bounty knows Bob. him. I'm still waiting for the Smash DLC with Bounty Bob. But, uh, We're going to have to wait for the next Smash Brothers yeah. on the on the Switch 2 or whatever yeah. it's going to be called. Yeah. 
But yeah, br- bring back Bounty Bob. We need him. <laughs> but yeah, this is a cool game. I, I thought it was fun. So um, yeah. And then the yeah, final game I played, one. which probably everybody in the whole wide world has played. Uh, and if you haven't yet, shame on you. Like, come on, it's available on literally every system uh, in the world. Uh, except maybe... Free, on, free on Game Pass, even. Free on Game Pass, yeah, if you have that. Uh, but I, of course, played Shredder's Revenge, because... Hell yeah. <laughs> what a fantastic game. Uh, incredible. It's It's... All we ever wanted from a from a new Turtles game. So, thank you very much for the people who made it happen. Excellent, excellence. And it ties into this episode as well. So it there does. you go. Yeah. Well, you've been busy. <laughs> it it looks like I've been busy, but this was like over the span of a month and a half or something. So I I really haven't done that much to be honest. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's all I have been playing. You know, what have you been up to? So, the machine. I just got my physical copy of the machine from Ben Jelter. Uh, so, a Game Boy homebrew game, and this game has twenty-five different endings, and it's a very interesting game. You uh, you have to take an aptitude test at the start of the game. <laughs> All right. So you don't know any of the answers going into the game fresh. So, like, you have options. Like, you could get, you could, like, answer, you could guess, or you could, like, cheat. But, like, the chances of you getting it right just out of the gate is pretty slim. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you're going to fail the aptitude test. And your teacher's going to be like, you're too dumb to go to the job fair. Now you have to be a, a pleb and go get, it like, a hard, like, a working job. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and you can choose to be, like, a cop and a factory worker to start and... Um, and then from there, like, it branches out into, like, different avenues. Like, if you go cop, like, you could be, like, a normal cop, or you could be, like, a crooked cop, or it just, it, it all branches out, and as you play the game, you learn about the questions on the test. So, like, you get to, you get to learn, like, you get to know the answers to the test, so, like, the next time you play through the game, it highlights the answer for you. So you can just choose that, and then once you get, like, above, like, a 60% on the aptitude test, you can go to the job fair and get, like, different jobs, basically. But, uh, yeah, everything leads you in a different direction. So, like, there's 25 different endings to the game. A uh, ton of replay value. I think I have seven hours into the game right now, and each playthrough is about an hour and a half long. Yeah. So... It's, uh, I've played the game a lot so far, and there's achievements in the game, so I know Mo would love it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff in the game, and it's, it's a little open-worldy as well, too, because, like, you have a job, but, like, there's a lot of other side stuff, where you're just like, hmm, like, what is this? Like, hmm, like, why, what, what happens if I do this and you get in trouble and then things, other things happen? It, it's actually a super, super cool, really in-depth game with a really, really interesting story. Um, other than that, uh, Far Cry, I've been, I've been playing Far Cry 5 recently. I'm actually almost done with it. Uh, I've waited like five years to play the game. I don't know why, but it was free <laughs> on Game Pass. And I was like, you know what? Like, I have no reason not to play it now. So, uh, cool game. Mo would hate it because it's open world. And um, it's first person. 
and it's first person. <laughs> and the fact that one of the one piece one parts of the game gave me a headache, oh, I wouldn't yeah. imagine what it would do to you. So <laughs> Yeah. The the drug part was rough. Faith seed section is not not for the faint of heart. That was a bottle of Tylenol and get through it as fast as possible. Uh, she drugs you and the screen goes haywired. It's awful. Um, like Mo, I play Shredder's Revenge, but I played it co-op with Gronin Hero uh, on stream a while back. So that was a lot of fun. We uh, did uh, Raphael and Michelangelo co-op playthrough. Uh, on gnarly, the hardest difficulty. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun. That was a good time. Uh, then I went back and played through it again solo with Casey Jones, who is crazy overpowered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Casey Jones is probably the funnest character to play, but like, if you're looking to keep that challenge, like play play like April or like one of the turtles. Don't play Leonardo. He's the worst character. <laughs> I, I like playing as April actually. Yeah. April's not bad. Splinter's kind of useless. Leonardo is super useless. Donatello is the best after Casey Jones. Um, and Donatello's not even my favorite turtle. Is his bow staff is that range on it's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he plays a Game Boy when he taunts. I mean, in needs. Yeah, the taunting you taunt a lot in Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you taunt well, a lot. It's a little broken the taunting, but yeah, it is super broken. If you watch like the co-op playthrough of of Grant, Grant and I, if you look at towards the end, it's just him and I like taunting for, like ten minutes just <laughs> to get our meters up. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, but it was kind of neat at the same time. <laughs> Um, and then I've been, I played a, I didn't finish it because I was going to stream it, but I started playing this game called Trek to Yomi, Trek to Yami. It's, it's a weird game. It's all in black and white with film green. And you're a, a set, you basically, you train as a samurai, you become a samurai. If you've ever played like the assassin, the best thing I compare it to is the Assassin's Creed Chronicle games. So, like, the Assassin's Chronicle games are, like, these side-scrolling, like, they're not your normal open world, like, they're the side-scrolling, like, kind of puzzle jumper type uh, games. It's kind of similar to that, but, like, the camera, like, moves with you as well as you progress through the game. And you have to, like, know when to block and parry, and it, it's it's actually kind of a, a neat game. It's, like, a very simplified version of uh, Ghost, of, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, but I'm, it's, it's a fairly short game from what I read, and so I kind of want to finish it eventually and check it out in full. Uh, but that's all I've really been up to. I read The Last Ronin. I finished that yesterday, mm-hmm. which was the Turtles, which was a Turtles arc, so <laughs> meshes yeah. right back, well, almost meshes back into this. Um, and yeah, that's all I've done so far. So yeah, let's uh, let's go diving into the actual uh, game for this episode. Um, and this is the perfect time to be talking about this game because again, Shredder's Revenge uh, came out like what two weeks ago. Um, the Last Ronin uh, hardcover came out this week. 
Um, and within a few weeks, we will have the uh, Turtles Kawabunga collection coming out. Uh, and yeah, this, I forgot this, about that. Yeah, and this game is on it. So this is definitely the best time to be uh, talking Turtles, really. So, um, yeah, we're going to take a quick break with uh, one of the amazing songs from uh, this game. And when we get back, we'll start diving into TMNT 2, Back from the Sewers. See you then. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that banger from Act Two of the game, where you get to be on a on a skateboard going against uh, going against Bebop. So mm -hmm. we'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, Turtles Two, so released November November fifteenth, nineteen ninety one, as well Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two, and then December of ninety one in the uh, in the Americas, and then May twenty first, nineteen ninety two in Europe. Has nice. teenage teenage mutant or teenage mutant hero turtles? Yep. So, I think we I covered the reason why for that in uh, our Fall of the Foot Clan episode. I'm pretty sure. So, uh, yeah. If you want more Europe info on that, just go back to it. <laughs> Europe is weird. That's why. Thank you, uh, Germany. <laughs> to, yeah, thank you, Germany. Another reason to thank Germany. Um, <laughs> I think it was the UK, actually, in this case, but whatever. <laughs> well, we're still blaming Germany. <laughs> yeah. Uh, developed by Konami, published by Konami back when they made good games. Composer. Oh, I love, love Japanese names. Soyoshi Sekido? I mean, sure. <laughs> Tsuyoshi Tsukido is fine, yeah. Alright. So I actually have a decent amount of history about, about this this guy here, so uh not to go crazy, crazy in depth with him. But uh was employed as Square Nick since nineteen ninety five, so you know he had in you know he worked on Final Fantasy stuff because Square Nix. Uh he composed some of the best things he's known for is the the Brave Fencer Musashi. Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, if you never saw that that movie, you should probably go see it. Mm. And The Last Remnant in 2008. Um, his career started at the end of the 80s where he, when he joined Konami and worked on Space Manbo, but also worked with Hideo Kojima on SD Snatcher and Metal Gear Solid, or Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, uh, the MSX versions, obviously. Um, as for... Video game comp you know compilations, Double Dribble, Turtles Two, Tiny Toons Adventure, Buster's Hidden Treasures, Lethal Enforcers Two, uh, the Chrono Trigger re-release on PlayStation, like the pretty much anything from '95 on Square Enix, he had a, a hand in mm -hmm. essentially, mm -hmm. especially if it was Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, um, big name, yeah. big name. He's also in a, in a band called the Black Mages, 
um, oh, and the star onion. Yeah, so he's in a he plays guitar for the Black Mages and the Star Onions, and both groups actually do compositions for the Final Fantasy series. So awesome, big time, big time into audio composition, especially for the Final Fantasy franchise. Mm-hmm. And it shines in this game that he is actually yeah. an amazing composer because uh, it's one of my favorite soundtracks on Game Boy for sure. Yeah, genre beat 'em up and platformer. Both in quotes because yes, like with a lot of beat 'em ups on Game Boy, uh, enemies only take one hit except for bosses, um, yeah. and it is a platformer because you do some platforming in this game, but it's more of go up a level and down a level, not really <laughs> ju- jump over pits or, walk, or dodge stuff or something like that. Walk so. right, sometimes press B. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, yeah. Uh, plot. Mr. Mula. <clears throat> yes, I have the plot here because we actually have the manual for this game. Uh, it's not much, so... I mean, don't go grab a coffee and sit down in your lazy chair to listen to this epic tale of uh, Four Turtles. It's literally just one page, and if you know a Game Boy manual, that's that's really not much. Uh, so, yeah. Kawabunga, they're back from the sewers. Hey, dudes and dudettes, your favorite heroes in a half-shell are back for more action against Shredder and the evil Foot Clan. It looks like Shredder is getting pretty frustrated with Splinter's boys. This time, he has kidnapped Ace Reporter April only this time... You mean every time? Every time. (laughs) And he is using her to set a trap for the turtles. The bad news is that Shredder isn't alone. The evil alien Krang is working with him. Yeah, duh. Uh, (laughs) To plan his ambush. Between the two of them, this may be the toughest battle the turtles have ever faced. It is not. Just spoilers. They they have faced way way worse things than this. But but yeah, that's literally it. April gets kidnapped. Oh boy. I mean Leave her kidnapped. She's useless. Yeah. Weirdly enough in the comics she never gets kidnapped, so <laughs> that's just a trope from from the video games. I don't even think she gets kidnapped a lot in the cartoon either, to be honest. So she gets she gets nabbed a couple times, but yeah, like nothing to the degree of like what the video games do. Yeah, they, they always kidnap her somehow. Luckily, she didn't get kidnapped in Shredder's Revenge. So. I was going to say, she wasn't kidnapped in Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> She's a playable character in that game. He finally learned that kidnapping <laughs> April O'Neil is not going to help at all. So. <laughs> but they do kidnap other news people, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the plot of this game. Nothing special, so... Uh, just your typical video game turtle story yep uh controls for the game real basic uh a a jumps b attacks down a slide kicks uh you can press select you can throw throw missiles um (laughs) yeah (laughs) that that's a little tidbit from the uh from the manual actually so what do you got going on in the background well, people are 
either dying or on fire. So it's it's, it's one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> I just hear sirens in the background. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> Mo's going to jail. Oh no, that's what you get for living right next to one of the busiest roads <laughs> around here. Uh, it's constantly like this. Um, and my window is open because it's scorching hot. So yeah, um, it sucks out. <laughs> so yeah, select absolutely does nothing in this game, but the manual says like it throws missiles but shredders goons broke the button so it doesn't work anymore thought it was True. actually pretty clever i thought that was good yeah, yeah yeah uh characters choose from you get your four turtles leo raf mike and donatello they all they all have some sort of difference to them but like the only notice I difference is with Donatello because he's a boast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the only difference yeah. that I can tell. Because like Leo has the swords right, but he doesn't like extend them when he swings. Really, like Raph has the size, which you know they only reach so far. Mike has nunchucks, which again they only reach so far. But Donatello has this giant bow staff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like all right. <laughs> Yeah, for some reason the manual also lists their speed. I cannot notice a difference between I'm, speed between any of them. So um, I've I think, never noticed a speed difference. Yeah, I think they mean attack speed and not movement speed because oh. it is true that like with Raphael you can like spam it a little bit faster than than with Donatello where it has to extend and then uh, come back to him. I think they mean that, but. Uh, I think when it comes to walking speed, it's it's just literally the same. Oh. That would make more sense. Yeah. Uh, items, pizza. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty 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 basic <laughs> in this game. Item, pizza. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, difficulty levels. So each difficulty level changes the boss patterns, including the the Rex one, like you put in the notes. Uh, more or less traps and enemies on the stages uh, on hard the spawn rate to some enemies like the mousers it's pretty ridiculous you play on hard I don't I always play on hard yeah the mousers piss me off (laughs) it's it gets absurd when it comes to the mousers but I don't know I I think it's just uh, like I said in the notes as well I think it's a fun challenge if you already played the game before so um, and especially yeah. because the boss patterns are are way different. Uh, I think that that's the best part of it. Like the Mousers is just an annoyance that comes with it, but I think the uh, the boss patterns changing is actually a pretty cool way yeah. of uh, dealing with difficulty levels in this game. So. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, after you defeat each stage, you can. Go into a bonus stage by collecting pizzas, or you can rescue people. Right? I've only ever done pizzas. I never paid much attention to the bonus stages. I don't like bonus stages. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's just for points or to uh, to get full health back turtle. again. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. if you in this game you you don't have lives, uh, you actually ju- your lives are the turtles, but there are continues, yeah. so you would just go back to the start of the uh, last stage you were on. But every time a turtle gets defeated, they get captured by uh, one of the Rex One robots. If you've ever seen the cartoon, they are these like Robocop slash Terminator knockoffs that uh, that were invented to keep 
grime off the streets, but then they get hacked and, and they're that's an enemy. A, um, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, so uh, you have to fight one of these, and if you defeat them, um, you rescue one of the turtles, you technically yep. get a life back. So, uh, But if you never die, you never have to fight the Rex. It's like turtle. It's like turtles on on NES, right? Like you lose a turtle, you gotta go rescue it. Like you don't have to go into some random stage to go rescue the turtle, <laughs> yeah. but you gotta rescue it regardless. Mm-hmm. And your health, the like each turtle has its own health bar as well too. Yeah. So that's something else to take into consideration because maybe like you're getting absolutely just dominated by mousers with one turtle, and you need to hurry up and swap to another. So yeah, it's it's a fun way of dealing with. Uh... With the different characters. The same thing happened in the previous game, actually. Like, um, your turtles are your lives. Uh, In that that game, literally, there was virtually no difference between turtles. In this, yeah, a little bit uh, when it comes to the range, of course. Uh, But you didn't have any chance of rescuing a turtle either. So, once they were dead, they they were just gone forever. Just like the last room in... Just like the last road. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stages. So stage one is, you call it Footloose. Is that what they call it in the manual? No. Uh, the, like all these stages are just called Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. Yeah. Act. So, oh, um, <laughs> so I just tried to come up with some Turtles in Time slash Shredder's Revenge naming of stages, I guess. <laughs> to to make them at least a little bit more interesting. Kevin Bacon's gonna come and start dancing across the screen. <laughs> yes, that is totally the intended pun here. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know what I forgot to do. Let's start the video of the Turtles game on the podcast. Oh, well. <laughs> Well, now you get to see it, because I just remembered. So. <laughs> right. um, this stage pays a lot of homage to the first Turtles Game Boy game, uh, except the sprites aren't 14 times the size of, that they, they ought to be. They're properly sized this time. <laughs> um, basically, it's kind of similar to the first, uh, first Turtles game as well, too. You're holding right. If you attack, you stop moving. So... Uh, you have foot members coming from the front and the back. Turn around, swipe at them. Turn around, swipe at them. Press forward. Uh, one of my favorite parts, I believe it's in the second section of Act 1, where uh, the Foot Clan come out of the sewers and throw the, the manhole covers at you. And if you fall into the manhole, like you, it's actually a cool animation falling in. Then your eyes blink. And you're like, who turn out the lights? And you like flip out of the manhole. It's actually a super cool animation. Yeah, it's nice um, that they did that on Game Boy. This, of course, is a reference to the arcade game or the second yeah. NES game where I think you can also fall down uh, the things and they, and they do the same thing. But it's kind of nice they put that in uh, in the Game Boy one yeah. as well. Yeah, I thought that was... That's probably one of my favorite parts of the first stage. But again, the first stage... Real, real basic. It's to hold right, kill the kill the foot foot members. Basically, getting you used to your controls, uh, showing you know, basically letting you understand like hitboxes, just getting you acquainted with the game. Essentially, yeah. Uh, you do come across a, a really small like little gauntlet in the third part of the game, right before you face off against Rocksteady. Um, you come across a few of these gauntlets throughout the game, mm-hmm. uh, more so towards the end, but. 
for the most part, they're easy because they're foot members. They die in one hit. Yeah, it's it's just like in any uh, beat em up, basically, where you can't move forward, but you're just locked in the screen and you have to defeat everybody before yeah. uh, before moving on. So um, yeah, that that's something that didn't happen in the first game or something like that. Uh, but yeah, it's typical of a beat-em-up that you clear the screen before you move on. But as this is also kind of a platforming game, usually you can just move on. So uh, this is one of those times that the game just halts to let you uh, fight some enemies. Yep. Then you face off against Rocksteady. Uh, extremely basic fight. Uh, it's apparently storming outside. <laughs> just okay. shook my apartment. <laughs> I was like, what the hell was that? Um, that caught me off guard. Uh, so you face off against uh, Rocksteady. And Rocksteady is kind of kind of easy dumb. Um, basically, he runs left to right, right to left, uh, while Foot Clan members are dropping bags from the building. Uh, and you can reflect his bullets when he shoots at you by swinging at them. There's no Z-axis in this stage. So Rocksteady is just constantly on the Y-axis or X-axis going back and forth at you. Basically, you kind of just jump over him as he's running towards you. Kick him. Rinse and repeat. Swing your weapon when he shoots at you. It's a very easy fight. Yeah. It's kind of a callback to the Rocksteady fight in the first Game Boy game. Where he's also just like running left to right and, and shooting at you, and you yeah. can uh, kick off, uh, well, swing away the bullets. So uh, it's it's kind of the same fight, but it's a little bit more animated. He also jumps over you from time to time, and there is indeed a Foot Clan uh, dropping flower pots. I believe they are actually. Oh, are they okay? Yeah. Um. Yeah. On hard mode, they drop a lot more of these, and and. He tends to be moving a little bit faster uh, than on the other difficulties. On easy mode, there's no Foot Clan members. Uh, so it's it's a really, really simple fight uh, in yeah. that one. Um, so yeah, going on to the next stage. A little change of pace from your normal stage. Uh, this one I call All On Board. Because it's the uh, rocket-fueled skateboarding auto-scroller part. Yeah. Um, so if you've ever played a Turtles beat-em-up, you know what you're in for. Uh, there's one of these in, in literally each one of them. So you're on a skateboard uh, over the highway. The clan members will basically come after you, trying to uh, shoot you down with missiles or, or just running into you. Um, but there's also these helicopter foot clan dudes, which also are in literally every Turtles game <laughs> that is a beat-em-up. Uh, and yes, they are even... <laughs> Wait, my phone went off, that was weird. Um, they are just as annoying <laughs> as they are in every other game. <laughs> like they, They're really hard to hit, actually, in this game for some yeah, reason. Yeah, they're uh, brutal. Yeah, I, I do this little trick where I just jump from the bottom to the top while, while kicking, so you just fly across the screen, so you cannot not hit them. Uh, because you literally kicked across the entire screen, but yeah, they are, they are kind of annoying in this uh, in this uh, game for sure. Even more annoying than usual. Um, after a while, you will run across a foot car 
I guess it's called dropping <laughs> barrels over the street and, and you have to jump over them. Like it's a pretty standard auto scrolling stage it's in a beat em up. Super standard. Yeah. Uh, and by the end of the road, uh, there's this huge gap uh, where the car crashed, and Bebop is waiting for you to uh, to kick your ass. Bebop. I actually prefer Donatello on this stage. Like I usually play the game as Raphael because Raphael is my favorite turtle, but like this stage. I definitely prefer Donnie on, so... Yeah. Um, Bebop. So Bebop is... Bebop was kind of a weird fight because, like, the patterns were kind of... Like, there's a pattern, but it's kind of weird on how the pattern starts and ends. So Bebop is going to shoot four shots vertically, so there's actually a Z-axis to this fight now. Um, so he's going to shoot four shots. When I say vertically, I don't mean like up in the air. I mean like across the Z-axis. So you got to jump over his shots. And then as you jump over his shots, you're going to kick Bebop. But then once Bebop is like walking to the other side of the screen, he'll just want to like magnet right into you and just stay in you. And then you're going to hit him a few times. He's going to hurt you a few times. He's just going back, and he's going to do his four shots again and rinse and repeat. But he loves to just magnetize right to you. And sometimes it's kind of hard to get away from him. <laughs> so, yeah, he comes up to you and tries to uppercut you. And indeed, if you have Donatello, you have a little bit more room to like not get hit by that. Um, if you play as, as Raphael, <laughs> you have to get so yeah. close that you're just going to be trading shots. So uh, definitely not worth attacking through uh, through that phase of the fight. Um, I don't know if it's only on uh, hard difficulty, but um, I do know that he like also jumps from the top of the screen to the bottom, like in a, a zigzag formation uh, to the other side. Um, in which I think that's hard mode. Yeah, yeah in, in which case he's completely invulnerable throughout, so uh, you just have to avoid it. It's not that hard to avoid or anything, but uh, and that's definitely that something that comes in the higher difficulties of this game. Yeah. But uh, yeah, beat him up, go, go on to another bonus stage. Um, yeah, Bebop. Stage three, hard. Hardly constructive. <laughs> um, this stage, again, it was a pretty basic hold right and swing your whatever weapon turtle that you're using. Except for this stage introduces the uh, most annoying enemy in all of Turtles games and is the Mousers. <laughs> I absolutely hate fighting Mousers. I hated them in Turtles 1 on the NES and I hated them in Shredder's Revenge. Mousers are the worst enemy in any Turtles game ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, this game entered, or at this stage introduces the Mousers. Again, the Mousers die in one hit, but oh man, they spawn so, so fast. <laughs> There's so many of them. Mm -hmm. um, but once you get out of the first little section, then you go into an elevator gauntlet. Which, if you've ever done an elevator gauntlet before, you kind of know what to expect. You're going to have foot coming from the bottom onto the elevator and from the top onto the elevator. Again, the Foot Clan dying one hit, this should not be much of a problem at all. Uh, once you get out of there, it is Mouser Hell all the way until Krang. <laughs> and I, when I mean Mouser Hell, it is 
non-stop mousers coming from both sides of the screen from the time you finish the gauntlet to the time you enter the Krang fight. It is brutal. <laughs> if you're not quick enough, it mm. is brutal. One of the hardest parts in the game if you're playing on hard mode, because it's relentless. It's literally every half a second a new one spawns in, so... <laughs> yeah. It, like... It, like like I play on e- like I play on normal whatever it was and it still it lagged my game. I couldn't imagine what it's like on hard <laughs> when they're just like doubling the amount of mousers coming at you like oh, yeah. On, on easy mode it's normal. Like it's like every 2 seconds or something so you God. you actually have uh, room to breathe in, in that but yeah. Mouse is the worst <laughs> worst enemy in turtles. Uh, but then you get to face off against Walking Mech or Metal Gear Krang. Um, yeah, we're already on Krang. Yeah, already done with the game, basically. Uh, Krang is in his little like walking, walking gears, little walking, walking mech. Uh, kind of an easy fight. He's gonna drop bombs from the sky. He's gonna shoot bombs out of his mech that fall from the sky. Uh, just stand in between him to dodge him. Krang is gonna fly over and try and land on you. Uh, you can just walk under him. The hardest part is when he wants to go back to the right side of the screen. He's probably just going to walk into you. Uh, so just take that time and just deal some damage into him. Uh, his pattern's real basic. He shoots up rockets. They fall. You dodge him. He jumps up in the air, flies for a bit, drops down, and then backward walks to the right side of the screen again. Rinse and repeat. Um, easy fight, but expect to take damage. Yeah, for sure. Uh, on hard mode, he, he does this thing, this fake out thing where he starts walking to the left, but then shoots you and goes back to the right. So, um, yeah, like I said, th- this is actually a pretty hard stage, not only because of the mousers, uh, but but also because of this fight, because it, it does get pretty hard to dodge all of the attacks if you don't know what you're doing. So yeah, if you're playing on hard, make sure you, uh, you know what's, what's up there. Yeah. Stage four. Oh, this is the ugliest, the second ugliest stage in the game. True. Yeah. Uh, call it Caven, Caven Craving. Yeah, it's, you're, cra- you're craving caves all right in this stage. <laughs> uh, by far the least aesthetically pleasing looking stage in the game so far. Um... Before this, all the details and the backgrounds and the atmosphere, spot on. Like, very well done. Very well conceptualized. Mm -hmm. We go into a cave. It looks like just someone took a poop, and you're just running through the poop sewers because it does not look good. (laughs) (laughs) It does look better than the cave in Turtles 1, though, which was literally just black background and, and, like... (laughs) A floor and nothing else. So at least it, it does, does that texture. At least <laughs> it's text. It's textured turds yeah. on the wall this time. Yeah. It says smooth turds. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, basically, the first part is pretty simple. Uh, you have these giant boulders for some reason that roll behind you. I call them meatballs. Um, you sure. you go down this hill. And you run, well, you run fast down a hill because, you know, hill physics. And while running down a hill, you have to keep jumping over the boulders. 
Uh, that's literally <laughs> that's literally the first part of the stage mm-hmm. is not to get ran over by the meatballs. And then part two, Mouser Heaven again. Uh, the, there's holes in the floor and in the wall. They all come out. It's, it's Mouser Heaven in the caves. And it is a disaster. I This is probably my least favorite stage in the game. <laughs> um, it's pretty much all I got to say about this stage. Then you face off against the pizza monster. Yeah. Then they introduce a mini boss in this stage, uh, which is the pizza monster. If you've ever seen uh, the episodes where, like, they put meatballs on a pizza and then they put them in the oven, but they're actually X from Dimension X. And then there's like this xenomorph, but it's yellow because, of course, it can't be an actual xenomorph, even though it absolutely looks like a xenomorph. But it is it's yellow, spoiler. so it's legally distinct. Uh, so they call him the pizza monster. Uh, not to be confused with the ones that are in Shredder's Revenge, which I actually don't know where they're from. Uh but they're more like cheese monsters than pizza monsters, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about them. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, I forgot about them. They're different, so but it's the first. They are one. different. Yeah, fun episode but, actually. Very cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, pizza monster. Yeah, uh, on on easy and normal, it's just one of them. On hard, it's two, I believe, um, in the water. So um, yeah, they they just they are in the water. They pop out. After every three steps they take, so it depends on where the third step is, where they will pop out, and you just jump kick them, and and that's pretty much yeah. it. It only takes five hits to take them down. Yeah, basically, just look where the water shadow is. That's where they're gonna pop out. Yeah, pretty pretty basic mini boss. Um, and then once you defeat the the pizza monster, you go off the face against Shredder. Uh, the first Shredder fight. Pretty pretty easy, honestly. Um, there's no again. There's no Z access to the Shredder fight. It's only X. It's only X and Y. So uh, Shredder's gonna just kind of like I guess charge. You guys, you kind of call it a charge. Uh, left to right, right to left. And he's gonna do a charge beam at you. Um, you jump over the charge beam and kick him in the face. Uh, he'll also ju- go jump up in the air and try and drop kick you. Just stand under him, and he'll jump over you, and then just punch him in the back of the head. Uh, it's actually a super easy fight in comparison to some of the other Shredder fights that you <laughs> that you have in the past. So yeah, that is true on easy and normal. On hard mode, however, he moves so fast that you will probably die the first time you encounter him. Um, he actually moves so fast when he's trying to do his. Uh, diving jump kicks that you have to slide at the correct time in order to even be able to dodge him so uh again like i said hard mode actually provides a challenge which is cool uh so definitely check that's it good. out that's good uh stage 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 five oh <laughs> act five descending ascension so this in terms of level design, this is my least favorite. <laughs> it's it's also the weirdest <laughs> because it makes absolutely no sense what is going on. Uh, but yes, it doesn't at all. Somehow you uh, get dropped off this floating construction beams in the sky. Uh, they, they drop you from the turtles blimp, and that's the stage. 
The <laughs> like, turtle's blimp is even better too, because like Splinter is staring at you with the biggest grin ever <laughs> while flying the turtle's blimp. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, but basically, I call it I call it the Mega Man Two stage. Uh, it's the Air Man stage where you just jump across the platforms in the air, and if you fall, you're probably likely to be dead. Um, no, because it's just a repeating stage. Well, at the bottom, you will be. No, <laughs> it's an yeah, endless. I've, I have died. No, it's I have an died endless stage repeating falling. stage. You can die falling. I'm pretty sure you can. <laughs> I have video of it. I don't you know how, how far you dropped then, but <laughs> you can die falling in a stage. I have never ever seen that in my life. Yeah, it's dumb. It's the dumbest stage ever. But basically, go right. Go as go as far right as the game allows you to, and then you end up facing off against Baxter Stockman. Um, Baxter again, not a is a X X Y fight. Um, but when I say he shoots vertically this time, I actually mean he shoots in the air. So, mm-hmm. um, he's gonna do three shots. And he's gonna swoop down, basically. And there's like two little levels you can jump on. You can jump on like this roof of like this little like building on the on the roof where you can stay on the ground level. Uh, you basically just jump over the three shots, kick Baxter in his in his fly face, and then rinse and repeat. He's gonna do that left to right, right to left. Extremely easy fight. Extremely easy fight to knock a hit on. So yeah, same on heart. It's like <laughs> the dumbest fights you can imagine, really. Yeah. Then you face off against Sergeant Granitor. And this was probably the most annoying fight, in my opinion, to, to go against because he turns into a dumb ball. Um, so he turns into a ball, rolls around like an... <laughs> rolls around like an idiot. <laughs> uh, and then once he pops out, he like shoots a flamethrower. The only time you can hurt him is when he's out of his ball form. But when he's out of his ball form, he's shooting his his damn flamethrower. So it's it's kind of hard to do the fight without taking a decent amount of damage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just there's so much downtime in the fight. It's it's kind it's just a super super annoying fight. There's no like real pattern to it. He drops to a ball, rolls around, comes out, turns into a gun. And that's when you have to hit him. It's just a matter of just paying attention. And you're going to fall asleep during this fight because it's, it's so boring. <laughs> so. <laughs> but once you beat him up, you get to save April. Yeah, and you get your sweet April kiss. So, uh, so yeah, we've saved April. The game is over, right? Game I mean, is that, over. That, that was the entire point of this game. Oh, True. Yeah, so roll credits. That's right. We don't care about Shredder. <laughs> Krang. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's not over because of course we, we have we've to. We've already beat him. <laughs> yeah, we we actually did already beat him. Yeah, we've uh, already beat him. But yeah, for some reason they go after him yet again in the Technodrome because I mean this is turtles and you have to have a Technodrome stage. Um, so we're jumping into Act Six, which I called the Last Croman. Uh, <laughs> figured that joke out. Um, yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this starts off with another auto-scroller. This time you are not on a skateboard, but on a, uh, a surfboard, which is rocket-powered, because everything is rocket-powered in this game. Um, there's some mines in the in the water and some bullets that come f- probably from the Technodrome trying to stop you. Uh, 
trying to reach them. Uh, so th this is a short part. It's not that hard on easy and medium. On hard, however, there are a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of mines, and also mines that suddenly just pop up from out of the crowd. So uh, yeah, you better make sure you know uh, where they are or you're gonna have a bad time. Um, so after this, you jump off the thing in the sewer and you jump into another amazingly uh, visually impressive cave. Which yeah, is, that, that's it. Yeah, it's literally a continuation of uh, Act 4 where there's holes in the ground. Uh, there, there's actually some foot soldiers hiding behind pillars that will slide towards you. And meanwhile, the uh, Technodrome is also shooting lasers at you. Um, which you have to dodge. Uh, but you come across some holes in the ground again with mousers, of course, uh, while still trying to dodge all those shots. And then you finally reach a Technodrome, and here's a part that I thought I put in there, but also disappeared again, because I don't know what's going on. Uh, but you actually face off against another boss right here on the... Uh, how do you call those? T tire tracks? T tank treads? The Railroad track or like the thing where a tank drives on, like the the, the, the tracks. Yeah, the tracks. Yeah. Tank tracks. Tank tracks. Yeah, there you go. Um, you fight off against, and now I forgot his name because it's gone now. Got uh, Sergeant Granader, and what's the other one? He was in Shredder's Revenge as well. <sighs> I don't remember. It's the Roly Poly guy, but this time instead of a flamethrower, he does like a <laughs> yeah, a he has a machine fire, gun. Right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's it's the other guy. I always forget their names. It's, I'm gonna look it up. It's uh, Granitor and okay, Roly Pool. Yeah, that's how I Granitor <laughs> and no, don't say only Granitor. I need the other one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, here's it. Troc. There we go. He has a there dumb name. Go. That's why I can't remember. Uh, <clears throat> So yeah, it's it's a general truck, I think. Or yeah, general truck. The other stone soldier uh, guy. But yeah, like uh, EBC said, it's like the same fight, but uh, this time only on the x-axis. Um, you are on the tire the tank threats that are constantly moving while he's also trying to roll you over. Um, pretty okay-ish fight on. Um, on easy and medium, on hard, it's uh, it's not fun. <laughs> it goes way too fast for you to be able to react uh, properly. Uh, but yeah, once you've uh, defeated him, you actually go into the Technodrome. And this sucks. It, uh, it sucks yeah. on easy, it sucks on medium, and it sucks on hard. At the start of the, the inside of the Technodrome, there are these cameras that shoot balls at you. I have been playing this game since 1992, and I still haven't figured out how to dodge them. I, like, always get hit by them, so... Uh, yeah, you, you have to avoid foot soldiers trying to slide at you while those cameras are shooting at you, and I cannot find the pattern. I, I don't know why. Uh, but anyways, you're uh, crossing the Technodrome, there's a lot of traps here, like... Uh, like lasers shooting at you, those cameras shooting at you. There's guys with bazookas trying to shoot at you. Um, it gets pretty rough, especially on hard. Like you will lose a life or two here for sure. 
Um, after you've crossed the first section of this part, you come across another elevator fight. The same one as you had in, in the construction site, pretty much. Uh, the, the exact same pattern. Um, you get out of there, You, I think you have to fight a few Mausers here. With, with, you got Mausers. With some kind of platforming the, section. Um, yeah, you got Mausers and you have those prodding robots. Like the, the, yeah, the, the, the Roadkill Rodneys, right, yeah. And, yeah. and those are the only enemies in the game that take two hits, just like in every other Turtle game. Um, and this time, unlike in the first Turtles game, your jump kick does not do double damage. Uh, so you do have to hit them twice in this game. But uh, they're super easy to avoid anyways. Um, but then you reach another elevator and you're like, oh god, come on. This again for the third time? But surprise, it's actually Super Shredder. Yeah, well I mean like the pre prior to Shredder, it's like a little maze to get through it. So like you have to like climb through the 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 stage and as you're climbing through the goddamn mousers are coming out of the woodworks oh, it's awful <laughs> but yeah shredder super shredder super duper shredder so um this time shredder's got some new moves because he has a z axis to work with um it's similar ish to the first fight but with some additionals uh he can jump around. So he's going to flash into the four corners of the platform. And then when he stops, he's going to walk right towards you and just keep slashing at you. Basically until you get to the other other corner that he's slashing at you at. And then he's going to start flashing around the, the platform again. Um, <clears throat> I do expect to take some damage on this fight because mm. like it looks like the sword wouldn't hit you, but sometimes it does. Uh, Game Boy hitboxes mm -hmm, basically mm -hmm. play a pretty big role in this. Um, otherwise, it's not a hard fight. It's just one of those fights you kind of have to like understand your hitbox on. Um, once you figure out like how the hitboxes like are actually like determined, then chances of you getting hit are pretty low at that point. Mm -hmm. But. It's a pretty easy fight, even on hard mode. Yeah. It's a pretty easy fight, to be honest. But uh, then you go back to some side-scrolling beat-em-up action right after you take out Shredder on the elevator. Yeah, with some very, very nice music. No, wait, no, I'm wrong. Like, the best song in the game actually plays right in front of Super Shredder, but it's that section where you have to climb and it takes, like, 30 seconds to get through, so you're not really gonna hit Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is also a good song. It, it, it actually really keeps the the blood pumping uh, for you to face off against the final uh, final boss of this game. And it also has this really... I really think it was a clever way of doing this. Um, like, you see some flashes in the, uh, in the background while you're walking across... Uh, the railing or whatever. Um, yeah. and, and then it actually is people shooting with machine guns or just a machine gun, an automated one. So you can see the flashes in the background and then they will hit the floor. And I think that was a really pretty cool way of uh, showing that on a Game Boy uh, to do that. Yeah. You know? uh, but yeah, you have to dodge that a few times. It's, it's really easy to do so. Uh, and by the end, you find the door and you go in and there there's the big guy. There's Krang in his actual... 
I think they just call him Super Krang, right? When he's in the the big robot. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think it's just Krang, Super yeah. Krang. Uh, but yeah, it is, he's in his bodysuit. Actually, pretty high guy. It's <laughs> like, a huge like it, it's really big in this in this version. Um, like from floor to ceiling, like yeah. he's huge, which is really cool. But. Uh, yeah, sadly, it's also the easiest fight in the entire game easiest because he is slow as heck. Like, it's not like in the other arcade games or in Shredder's Revenge. Like, he is super, super slow. Um, and if you remember the fight from the first Turtles game on Game Boy, it's kind of similar, really. Like, you just go in for a hit, you back up a little so he doesn't stomp you. Um, he, yeah. he jumps at you a few times, but it's all super easy to dodge. The only thing to keep in mind is that if he does stomp the ground, you get like uh, stuck to the to the floor for yeah. a little bit because you're stunned. But it's a really really simple fight uh, to end the game with. There, there is like a, a a god place to be in the fight too. So like when he's so after you kick kick Krang in the face. Like you, they you eventually start to inch left on the screen. If you hug the far most left wall and duck, he won't hit you ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. If you get to the point where like you're too, you're super far left, just hug the left wall as tight as you can and duck, and you won't get hit, won't get kicked by him. And basically, rinse and repeat the fight. Um, kick Krang in the face, duck in the left corner, and. You, you, you'll beat Krang, and then you'll beat the game. Mm-hmm. And it's the exact same fight on hard mode. So there's nothing different. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, they didn't even up the game for hard mode. It's ex- Maybe he jumps a little more, uh, but besides that, it's literally the same fight on hard mode. That's too bad. Yeah. So yeah, the, right. those were all the stages. Uh that you get or acts as they call them um yeah in uh turtles 2 back from the sewers uh, a few cool things that the game does like in my opinion they did up their game for the graphics since the last game i know some people yeah. disagree some people like the graphics of the first one more they're also serviceable except for the turtle sprites in the first one <laughs> Those are absolutely horrible. Uh, In this one, they are a lot better, a lot more detailed. The only thing is that they are stoic as heck. Like, they don't move for some reason. They're they're always, like, staring straight in front of them without little to no animation except for when you're attacking. Um, If you stand still, they will turn towards the camera though with their face with a very creepy smile <laughs> which, <laughs> with, it just fun details that this game has that, that are pretty cool um also the pausing in this game is really nice um before each act in this game you get like the splash screen from the uh from the cartoon from the 90s cartoon uh with leo with his sword and the title next to it in this case, just Act 1, sadly. Uh, but the pause screen is also very cool. Uh, there they use the... Uh, <clears throat> like the commercial break one uh, from the cartoon where uh, I think it's Michelangelo eating a slice of pizza. But it also has a very, very good song for the pause menu. And that's something you don't really get a lot uh, on Game Boy games. Usually it's no music or just the music that 
was playing yeah. uh, in the stage. So, uh, yeah, this game has a lot of cool little details here and there, like Splinter throwing you a pizza out of the window in the first stage. Um, it has a lot of voice clips in it as well, which is cool on Game Boy because you don't really get that a lot. Uh, but yeah, you got the Kawabanga, you got... Uh, April says something when you save her. Uh, there, all these little details that they put into this game, which makes it really, really cool. Um, sadly, it does offer three of the worst stages in these games, like the the cave parts and that flying section that makes absolutely no sense at all. Yeah. Uh, it's just weird, but. Uh, all in all, I, I think this is a really well-rounded game, and it offers an easy difficulty for everybody to enjoy, a normal difficulty for more experienced players, and then hard mode, which uh, <laughs> which will totally screw you over with the spawn rate of the monsters, but it's a very fun challenge, and it's cool to see how they handled uh, boss patterns differently, because that's also something you don't see on Game Boy very often, because usually it's just like, oh, you have less health or something like that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, we also get Grace with some really good cover art for both regions this time. Or all, I guess all three, but mm -hmm. America and Europe usually share covers. Yeah. So, um, But all three regions this time get some killer covers um so the first we'll go over the first one the american european one which if you're watching the thing live or on youtube you can see it um it's a little bit reminiscent of not so much the cartoon but the comics yeah the original comics yeah yeah uh which is actually kind of interesting uh, simply because, like, if you remember, if you if you're our age and remember the turtles from the '80s and early '90s, uh, they weren't aggressive-looking turtles at all. They were pretty friendly-looking turtles for the most part. But uh, the cover for uh, "Back from the Sewers" is very much making them look very aggressive because the comics were well aggressive. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> Um, but it's a really nice cover, uh, at the top, top right-ish corner, you get the Teenage Ninja Turtles logo, uh, that we all know and love with the, with the Roman numeral two after the S, and then we have a, kind of like an optical, like oval, with, uh, four pairs of eyes peering out of them because of the turtles back from the sewers, um, and then the background is... The sewers in which the turtles, all four turtles, are standing in. Uh, Michelangelo is the only one facing away from the camera. Uh, but you can tell it's him just because the color of the bandana. Um, but every, all the turtles have their weapons out. And it looks like they're in the process of fighting something or about to fight something. So, mm -hmm. I don't know who made the cover, but it actually could have been... The drawing from like Kevin Eastman or or Peter Laird, to be yeah. honest, like it's pretty close to the style, but colored in, of course, which they never did. But uh, right, yeah, it it looks very close to to that original style at least, which is cool. Um, yeah, one thing we we actually didn't talk about this game has a cool intro as well with like the it does the, like this 
the logo in the sky and then it like zooms down between the uh skyscrapers in new york until you hit uh hit the sewer uh cover manhole it's, cover it's it's like the turtles one intro almost yeah like the movie yeah. from the turtles yeah no, that's that's pretty good cool. like i said there's a lot of detail in this game that's gets overlooked most of the time but yeah you know. Um, and then the Japanese cover for the Turtles 2, a, a bit different. This is the one I probably would have expected as a kid mm-hmm. because it's a bit more cart, it's a bit more cartoony. Um, front top right away, you have Teenage Teenage Ninja Turtles, you know, the logo, but instead of being Nomen Rumerals, you just have a golden two right underneath of it because that's just what it was called in Japan. Uh, and then kind of like in a V pattern, kind of like making your eyes keep going down, uh, you have the four turtles on skateboards smiling with actual, like with actual like eyes, like they're, they have their weapons drawn, but like they're kind of just messing around, having a good time, not taking life too serious. And behind them is a silhouetted, uh, sky skyline of New York city. So... Like I said, as a kid, I would probably would have been more drawn to the Japanese cover than the American cover, mostly because like this is how I expected, this is what I knew the turtles as. So, yeah, um, especially because all games are are basically based on the '90s cartoon, anyways. So yeah, those were the ones everybody was more familiar with. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, both covers. Are very well done. They're they're both both covers are very good. Um, you can definitely tell. That, I I know it's not a European thing; it's more of an American thing. But you can definitely tell like the American one because like the American for some reason American covers are depicted as more violent and everything else compared to like other regions. Uh, Avenging Spirit is the prime example of this. Yeah. Avenging, Avenging Spirit in America has a mafia guy with a with a with a Tommy gun on the cover shooting for some unknown like like you, you encounter that sprite like four times in the game, but in Europe it's just uh, it's a ghost, which is exactly what Avenging Spirit is supposed to be. Um, so it's just a matter of like the region, right? So like. The violence obviously sold more in the West than it did in Japan, so you gotta make things look tough. So, but uh, yeah, like I said, as a kid, I probably would have, I would have went more for the Japanese cover than the American cover. As an adult, I probably still would go for the Japanese cover <laughs> over the American <laughs> cover. So. <laughs> But I also didn't get into the comics until super, super late, though. So, like, I didn't get into the comics until I was well into, like, my late 20s and early right, 30s. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't have any trivia. There is general no reception. Yeah, general reception I found the game is most people liked it. Um... But that was about it. Most people liked it. It was nothing groundbreaking, nothing exciting. It was just most people enjoyed it. Yeah, it is a very enjoyable game, for sure. Uh, and that's all yeah. what it needs to be, really. <laughs> yeah. Can't expect anything more. Um, yeah. 
that's uh, that's uh, about it when it comes to uh, our overview of this Turtles game. Um, yep. So yeah, we're going to take another quick break here with another song. I'm going to get some water before I die here uh, because cheap is it human. Uh, <laughs> when we get back, we'll go through, uh, through our thoughts and history, um, some retro achievements, some speedrun stuff, and then we'll wrap up the episode. So yeah, hang on to your, uh, to your turtle shells and we will be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, yeah, so... Mo, I know you got some history with the game since you said you were playing it since 1992 earlier in the episode, so... Yeah, this was pretty much uh, the moment I saw it in the store, I picked it up. Uh, especially because I already had the first one. So, and, and I constantly played that game. I think that and Kirby's Dreamland were, like, my most played games back then, so... Um, I, of course, picked this up, or my parents picked this up, I guess, because I had no money when I was five. Um, <laughs> for me, this is my favorite of the three Turtles games on Game Boy. Um, just because it was just a step up from the first one for me, and because I absolutely love the music in this game. And it was also the first time, because, like, I didn't have a Super Nintendo where I didn't play, um... <clears throat> like the Turtles in Time Arcade game or anything like that. So it was the first time that I saw other characters besides just Bebop, Rocksteady, Baxter, Stockman, Krang, and Shredder. So it was really cool that they had the Pizza Monster, uh, Granitor, and Throck in here uh, because I, I hadn't seen them before in Turtles games. So that was really cool. Um, <clears throat> Radical Rescue, a game we will be talking about somewhere in the future for sure is indeed a more unique game and a more interesting one uh but for me th this is the most fun of the three uh on game boy for sure um and yeah like mentioned before i always play this game on hard because i've played this game so many times now that i just like the extra challenge that it gives me and, and the other boss patterns um so yeah i don't know like if you want me to pick out of the three on Game Boy I will always pick this one to play first uh, just because it's so fun but usually I just do uh, like a trilogy like I just play all three of them now so uh, yeah it, it, for me favorite Game Boy Turtles game best soundtrack on Game Boy probably uh, so yeah that, that, that's my uh, thoughts and history with it uh, I never my man, my my Game Boy growing up days were weird. It was basically like my parents would buy me games without me knowing or like asking. So like, that's how I end up getting like Balloon Kid, right? <laughs> like I like as a as a as a as a young boy in nineteen ninety 
1992, I would have never fast for Balloon Kid. <laughs> like, you know, that's just, that was not, I was not the target audience. But I love the game. I still do to this day. It's one of my favorite Game Boy games. Um, but like Godzilla, like I never asked for a Godzilla game, but I was super into Godzilla as a kid. So like my parents would buy it. Right, so like they would never consult me like what games I wanted. They would just go like based off of like what they saw is like what they, yeah. <laughs> they would, then they'd be like, oh, we should get Tony a Game Boy game, and they would get me a game based off like what they saw. I would never ever ask for it. So uh, oddly enough, like I never got, I I only ever got Turtles one for a Game Boy game. I never got two or three, mm-hmm. which is crazy because like I literally I like. Turtles was like my, my gospel, like that was my Bible growing up. Basically, I, I, I turtles everything, turtle bed sheets, turtle pajamas, like always watching the turtles. Like I, I lived and breathed turtles in the eighties and nineties, but uh, I never had two uh, or three growing up, so I never played the game until recently for this podcast episode. Actually, so it was actually kind of a nice little surprise because I played one and three already. But I never played two. Um, it's a fun game, but I think what makes the game the best is the actual music. Uh, I think the the music in the game was its biggest saving grace, uh, mostly because like the last half of the game, I just felt like the game kind of fell off in terms of atmosphere mm-hmm. and just like work in general. Like you have like Bebop, Rocksteady. Baxter, like, those fights, like, although easy, had a bit of, like, a mechanic to it, you know, that gave it some sort of, like, difficulty. But then you face off against Krang, and it's just like, oh, he does literally nothing. Okay. <laughs> you know, so it's just like, it kind of, like, after a while, kind of just, like, it, it felt like it just fell off, and they just needed to get it out the door, mm-hmm. uh, which is, might be the case. They might have been running out of time, you know, because that's how it was back then. Um... But uh, I I thought it was a nice game to build off of the first game for sure. I I liked the first Turtles, but I, I like Turtles two a lot more than Turtles one, and I'm not a big fan of Turtles three. So Turtles two definitely is probably my favorite of the of the three. But like the game came out in ninety one slash ninety two, like there were some big titles that came out during those years. Like you had Con- like Konami for example had Contra come out that year like Contra on Game Boy is not a simple game like Contra on Game Boy it's a pretty complex game Kirby's Dreamland came out which came you know with the double with the double difficulties uh Super Mario Land 2 came out and as much as I love that damn game <laughs> that game was very innovative and it pushed Game Boy quite a bit with its sound chip and just graphic graphic and levels like it was a big game for a Game Boy you know, so it's like you see you see Turtles two come out, and then like literally like months after, you see Contra Kirby and Super Mario Land two come out. You're just like, uh, why couldn't Konami do this earlier? <laughs> you know, like come on. Uh, so like comparing like the, the apples to apples with that, uh, the game I felt like could have been pushed a bit more, but again. The, the team that did it could have been under some time constraint, hence why it kind of fell off towards the end. But uh, overall, I enjoyed the game. I'll always enjoy a Turtles game for the most part. Um, it's just, it, I think it could have been 
better, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it is my favorite. It is my favorite of the three. The soundtrack is phenomenal. The soundtrack was, in my opinion, the soundtrack in like the fun little like, like, I'll call them Easter eggs. Like you pointed out before, like the pause menus and like the sewer dropping thing. Like the the the, the soundtrack and the Easter eggs, I thought were really like the soundtrack phenomenal. But the Easter eggs were a nice touch to really tie in a lot of like the turtle arcs from like the comics or like the, the cartoons and whatever mm-hmm. else, like all into a game. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. A lot of fan service for sure in this one. All right, let's move on to the retro achievements. Um, if you can't wait for the Kawabunga collection, uh, which will have achievements, but I assume there will, if I look at the other Konami collections like Contra and, uh, and Castlevania, they will probably just be beat the game. So uh, if, if you want some more <laughs> <laughs> achievements, uh, this game does have True. some retro achievements. Um, it's they're, it's a pretty simple list, so it's nothing too crazy. It's uh, finish the game on normal, finish the game on hard, uh, play as all turtles, um, f- get all the bonus speeds us in the bonus games on easy and hard difficult or normal and hard difficulty because this the stages are a little bit different uh for when it comes to the bonus stages as well get some points blah 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 and then there's some challenge trophies like defeat a boss without getting hit um those are not on hard mode so uh no worries about that so it's it's a pretty simple list that you can easily knock out in like an hour or three um so if you're interested in getting some achievements do it with the retro achievements. It's uh, it's a fun list. I don't always, <laughs> I'm not always able to say that when it comes to the Game Boy achievements on on retro achievements. But yeah, this is a very very well done list. So there you go. I haven't done I haven't done retro achievement stuff in a while. Like the last game I did was Trip World, which has like five like five trophies yeah. to it. But uh, I I like. Like a little bit of a taste. Like I think the retro achievement thing is like a really, really cool thing that someone came up with that really like helps people get into retro mm-hmm, gaming. Mm-hmm. Like it's using emulators and other stuff like that, sure. But like to get someone into like retro gaming, especially like newer generation people, like it's tough because everyone wants to sh- you know flash that that e ping off a little bit with their trophies or their gamer scores or. Like, oh, you know, like, what else is there to the game? It says you hold right and go to the end. So, like, I think retro achievements, like, whoever whoever thought of them and whoever built it out and made a system for it, like, kudos to you. Like, you definitely are pushing some of the, some of the retro gaming to the newer generation and keeping us older generation a lot more active into it, too, as well. So, I think it's a super cool thing. If you never checked out retro achievements, I highly recommend it. Absolutely. Uh, Speedrun section. I don't know how the speedrun of this game works, but I can give you some leaderboard stuff. Um, you play the game fast. I know that. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> but it's not a game where you can actually really go fast in, so... Yeah. Yeah. Can't speedrun autoscrollers. Remember that. Um... <laughs> So there are three categories in the game in the speedrunning leaderboard. 
Easy any percent is held by Haman Halil. Haman Halil, yeah. Uh, 28 minutes, 51 seconds, six months ago. So it's a bit of a lengthy speedrun for Game Boy. Um, normal any percent is from Sasha Gaming, 30 minutes, 22 seconds, uh, one year ago. And Mo, this one's for you. Hard any percent. There are no runs. I do not want to speed run it either because I do die a lot on the hard as well. So <laughs> there are no runs for hard any percent turtles too. So if you're looking for a uh, <coughs> free world record, go ahead and post your let's play and uh, yeah. <laughs> get your name on the leaderboard. Don't put a don't post a let's play on a <laughs> speed running leaderboard. Please don't do that. I, I may not speedrun very much anymore, but I still moderate speedruns. Please don't post Let's Plays as a speedrun. Yeah. Just don't. Please don't. <laughs> as a moderator, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I will reject it so fast. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get the, what is a speedrun? It's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me that. <laughs> uh, we can skip the break song for this one let's go right into community events uh we got a decent amount popping off we'll start with retro gaming live tv since you know we are here on the retro gaming live tv channel uh no big marathons to announce yet but we got some shows that y'all should check out for sure we got rando mondays that happen at 7 p.m eastern time uh where few people from the RGL staff and the community go through and play some randomizers on Monday nights. It's kind of a fun time to watch. Uh, you got Golf Club with Kat and Vani on Wednesday nights, I, I think around 10 p.m. Eastern. I couldn't find an exact time in the Discord for that. Uh, but a bunch of people are welcome. If you're in the Discord, you can join in on the Golf Club and play with Kat and Vani and a few other people in the community as well, too. And, uh, Go for that low, low score. Go for that under par on whatever golf game they decided to play. I think they just recently did NES Open on, uh, well, the NES. So uh, it's a good time there. And then we have Saturday Waffles. Uh, kind of a limbo right now because people's schedules are a little bit weird because, well, it's summertime. People have vacations. People might be sick, et cetera, et cetera. But typically, Saturday waffles are on Saturdays at around starting around 1 p.m. Eastern time, ending around midnight Eastern time, uh, depending on who's closing out the program. If it's me closing, it's about 4 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I usually go all night if I'm closing the the segment. Um, Barbie speedruns. That's right. There is a Barbie speedrunning community out there. And there is a Barbie speedrunning marathon happening July 30th to July 31st, where the Barbie community is speedrunning all of the Barbie games, <laughs> including handheld and uh, grounded consoles over the weekend. So definitely check that out on the Barbie speedruns Twitch channel. Uh, we'll go in date order here because I didn't put that in the notes. Fastest First is doing a marathon from July 23rd to July 24th that is benefiting the Midwest Access Coalition. Um, if you haven't heard the the news in America, the the Roe vs. Wade thing got overturned and uh, abortion is a hot topic right now. So the Midwest Access Coalition is a 
organization that helps uh, women uh, travel safely to uh, get get things done that they need to get done. ESA. ESA is happening July 23rd to July 30th. This is an in-person event at Malmo, Sweden. Uh, so if you're going to ESA, be safe, take care, take some precautions, and have fun. Uh, they will be supporting Save the Children. If, I think that's. I think they always support Save the Children every year. So, uh, Midwest Speed Fest, August 26th through August 28th. This is also an in-person event at 2D Con in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, again, if you're going to this, be safe, take some precaution, and have fun. Uh, I forgot the charity event that they support because I couldn't find it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's it for stuff coming up in the next month or so. So keep an eye out on that. Uh, obviously, keep an eye out for things because Mo and I need to dig through some Tiny 10 stuff here pretty soon. Uh, sure. Because Tiny 10 number 13, 14? 13, I believe. Thir yeah. I think it's 13. Tiny 10 13 is quickly approaching, so keep your eyes out on that, and we'll have more news and reveals and stuff like that later, obviously. Um, oh, I, the, the best of NES thing is happening as well, too. I don't know much of that information because I'm not really a part of that whole community anymore, but I do know the best of NES is happening again where they're voting for the games to go into the race. So right, right. that's about all I know. That's about all I know about that. So if you're into the best of NES and you're into NES speedrunning, uh go uh go check Twitter about it and see what's going on with that. Do we have any questions? We do not have any questions in our Discord, but uh for people who are still watching, we'll, uh, we'll wait a little bit. If you have any question about the game or the podcast in general, please uh, post them in chat and we will answer them. And otherwise, we will just move on. Why is Raphael the best turtle? I don't, like. I can't agree with that. So, <laughs> how can you not? Agree? It is okay. Donatello. There, this there's is... no other. No. There's just no other. Answer. How? How is Donatello? He the is best? the best. He does machines. Here's the order. Here's the correct order <laughs> of turtles. It goes Raphael, Michelangelo, Donatello, and that's it. <laughs> Leah doesn't even make the list. Oh boy. Leonardo doesn't even make the list. <laughs> Poor guy. I've never liked Leonardo. <laughs> never liked him. I don't even like playing as him in games. Oh no. <laughs> His special attack is so useless in Shredder's Revenge. Like, it's good for, like, the .5 seconds that it's active for. <laughs> what a useless character. All the Leonardo fans are gone now. <laughs> <laughs> but the Raphael fans. <laughs> Alright. Alright, <laughs> right. I guess we can just uh, move on. We're not, and if there, if one comes in, we'll answer it later. No, no problem. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess it's time for our very well set up outro, like always. Because uh, hot damn, are we good at this? Scripted. 
Yeah. The most scripted outro <laughs> in podcast history. Yeah. <sighs> <Yep>. <laughs> all right. So if you if you all have any thoughts and suggestions about the podcast, uh, let us know. You can either comment on the, the the podcast episodes themselves. We typically check SoundCloud for comments, but I do peruse here and there and check the Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and stuff like that. Um, you can DM us on Discord. You can t- you can just throw right into the This Is Game Boy Discord channel server that we got. You know, we can converse there. You know, you can hook us up. Or you can hook us. I mean, you can yell at us in our Twitch channels. Like, there's a bunch of ways you can you can tweet at us. We have a lot of open avenues where you can get a hold of us and tell us how great we're doing as a po- as, as a podcast. Indeed. Um, but we're always open to suggestions. We want to make this podcast the best that it can be. Uh, over the four years, boy, this podcast has grown significantly. <laughs> so, grown significantly, and I'm going to say matured because we finally got into a groove. But like the maturity level of the two hosts, eh? Yeah, no, <laughs> so, that, that's something different. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast itself has matured, but the hosts, yeah, we, no, we not so much. We just get older, but we don't mature. <laughs> we <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, our bodies get older, but that's about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'd love to hear about. It. We want, we always want to make the podcast better and a more encompassing listen. Uh, if you're traveling or just chilling or watching these now live, so um, and you can find me, E Bloody Candy, on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, t- Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah, where can they find you, Mo? You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. All slash Mula, which is spelled M O E L L E U H. Glad we had to really think about where we're at on yeah. social media. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find our awesome, wonderful producer, Sprinty Legs, uh, Sprinty Legs on Twitch and Twitter, Legs on YouTube, and definitely check out her project website, www.sprintylegs.com, uh, where you can see all the stuff that she's working on behind the scenes. You can get some time conversion going for Super Game Boy 1 to whatever you need to convert it to. And it's also where the Game Boy Manual database is being held as well. Uh, so if you want to see if we have a Game Boy Manual there, uh, chances are we may have it. Chances are it's probably in Lakes' queue and she hasn't uh, hit accept yet. Still waiting for my Wizardry 3 manual to be accepted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my 52-page manual that I scanned explicitly for her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> still waiting for that one to be approved. <laughs> but uh, let's see here. What else we all? We got a Patreon. We got the Patreon where uh, we have certain amount of tiers. We still need to rethink the whole monthly thing because the monthly thing used to be if we hit so much, we're going to live stream. Well, now we're partnered with RGL and well, we live stream the big episodes, so we're trying to figure all that stuff out still. But in the cool tiering things, if you are a Patreon patron to the Patreon, so weird to say that, uh, you get exclusive premiere access to Haunt Hunters. 
which is a let's horror let's play series that Mo and I do uh, on the YouTubes. This time around, you have Fishing Vacation, which is a Game Boy inspired horror game. Uh, kind of a lot of fun. Uh, that'll be coming out to the public here in probably the next couple weeks, mm-hmm. week or two. Um, you get some codes for the, you get some discount codes in the store. You get access to behind the scenes stuff, notes, bloopers, all sorts of uh, shenanigans that kind of happens off camera, off mic. So, yeah. Um, well, now that we're doing these live, you if you watch it live, you've already seen them, of course, uh, except for the light ones because we're we're not doing those. But uh, yeah. I think this is some of the shit. Yeah. But uh, if Patreon's not your thing, because subscription services is literally just everything in this world, and some people forget you have subscription services, like me, for example. Uh, we have PayPal. Uh, if you do donate to us through PayPal, please let one of us know. We want to thank you in some fashion for supporting uh, the podcast. If money is not your thing, well, money is everyone's thing, but if money is tight and you just don't want to spend money, because I get it, um, listening to the podcast, watching the podcast, subscribing to the podcast, uh, reviewing the podcast, rating the podcast, all that stuff that you can do on a website like SoundCloud, Apple TV, YouTube, or Apple Podcast, YouTube, Stitcher, all that greatly impacts the podcast in so many positive ways uh it ranks us up on lists it gets us more well known in google searches and it just makes our heart melt when someone listens to us talk about a 30 plus year old video game so yeah you can you can also choose to like blast us through your company speakers uh True. throughout the day and then people are gonna be like what the hell is this crap uh, and then you say what this, this crap is, and then people are gonna listen to it anyways. <laughs> this is this is what you do. You go to your favorite streamers, uh, your favorite streamers channel, and if they're doing like the the this, the the music thing where like you can request music type <laughs> deal, you can actually request. Just go to YouTube.com, type in "This is Game Boy Podcast" and find your favorite episode. I highly recommend "True Lies" or "Amazing Penguin." You can copy that and then request that URL, and then that way, when it's your turn to get your music onto the onto the stream, it just plays that this is Game Boy episode, and the thousands of people watching the streamer can now listen to the podcast episode. It's an easy win-win for us all. So yeah, p- please do not actually do that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it I is it is royalty it is royalty free. So yeah, so technically they would get in trouble, but uh, we're not going to DMCA you. Yeah, <laughs> they might DMCA us or, or something <laughs> like that. But <laughs> yeah, please do not do that. <laughs> I did it to a I did it to a friend once. He's like, I got a request going. I'm like, oh, this is Game Boy podcast. <laughs> and just threw an episode up on the stream. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, don't actually do that to streamers. They you could get a decent amount of trouble doing yeah. that. Yeah, don't actually do that. If people are uh, asking <laughs> on Twitter or whatever, do you know a good podcast? 
mention us. That's well, yeah, that's yeah. a gr- that's, that's a different. good way to do it. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I guess we gotta keep selling out. We have a merch store as well too. Uh, merch This is gameboy.com. We have our limited edition shirt out right now to celebrate our fourth year of doing this podcast. Four years. Fourth year of doing this podcast. So if you didn't snatch it last year, make sure you can snatch it this year. Uh, I have my, oh, mine's on the couch right now. But uh, I have mine. I've watched it definitely a bajillion times, and it's the screen print hasn't worn off on it. So, uh, nice shirt. It's mine's kind of heavy duty. It's kind. It's a pretty nice. It's it's a nice shirt. It's a very nice shirt. Yeah. Um, and we have a we have coffee cups too. Yeah. Although Mo said we would never sell coffee cups, <laughs> and I proved him wrong. Uh, <laughs> and you can find all of that information. On thisisgameboy.com and and with a, a little widget to the most previous episode of the podcast, if it works, and a little if it yeah. when it wants yeah. to work because sound the SoundCloud API is great. <laughs> um, it's great. So when it wants to work, you can listen to the previous episode. On the website itself. And there's also little blurbs and bios and links for the three of us involved with the podcast as well. <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> all right. I think that the, about the, wraps it all up. Uh, I am still... Well-scripted outro. Yeah. I am still in the process of making a new shirt. Uh, but, like, I, I just started my new job. I'm still trying to figure out... My free time after I come uh, home from work, so and I don't want to like work yeah. <laughs> when I come home from work. So yeah, I'm, I'm still figuring that out. But a new one will uh, let's just say September. Let's just say that I, I'm pretty sure I can do it before then. Um, and yeah, um, welcome to my life. Not wanting to work after work, man, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's my want. first week, so like I'm, I'm still not used to getting up at six thirty in the morning <laughs> either. So I'm like, oh god, yeah. no. Uh, but yeah, um, again, like uh, so, some cool thing before we go. Like the previous episode that came out like yesterday, uh, your light on uh, Ruby and Rusty saving us. Yeah. So like. This doesn't happen very often, uh, but it's cool when it does. But uh, the creator of the game actually like commented a lot on uh, on the SoundCloud episode, so you can you can read his comments, and they're like little tidbits of extra information about the game and things like that. So uh, that's really cool. So if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, make sure to like open up uh, the episode in the separate window. Instead of just playing it on the front page, and then you can can read the extra things that uh, yeah. that come with uh, that, that he posted, which is really cool. So. The Ruby and Rusty stuff was kind of crazy how it all happened too. Like it was so weird how all of that just kind of like transpired. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it was like like he reached out to Gygus, and Gygus like I'm too busy. And then he tags me, and then all of a sudden like Max and I are like in communications like we're we knew of each other but didn't know each other and yeah. then all of a sudden like i do a play i do a playthrough of the game 
he gets you know spotlit on on Nintendo Life with my video, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden like then like it just happened to line up that like I didn't get the machine yet because like the machine was supposed to be the light episode, but I didn't get my copy of the machine yet. So I was like, well, shit, I'll do Ruby and Rusty because like there's a lot of spotlight on that game right now. Yeah, and then. You know, Max got a hold of that. Like, there's been so much communication between Max and I on Ruby and Rusty. It's it's actually been super cool. Like, I'm really looking forward to Wink when that gets done because that game is huge. And from what I've played of the betas so far, it's, it's super fun. So, yeah, the next time you hear from Mo and I together, we'll be talking about Ghostbusters 2 on the Game Boy. Neat. So. Why are you king? What? Why are you king? Why am I king? <laughs> no, why are you king? That is a quote from Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> oh. I was like, well, I'm, I don't know what you're talking why about. Why are you king? <laughs> so yeah, in the meantime, get your proton, get your proton packs charged and get them ready to rock and roll. Until next time. See you all later. Ta-ta. to get coffee too this is an awful start everything else is done except for me all right